This is the Novel Marketing Podcast. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. I'm James L. Rubart. And this is the show for novelists who hate writing but still want to become best-selling authors. This week, we're going to talk to you about why you should be excited when your writing gets ripped off. Wait a minute. Are you saying that piracy <laughs> is a good idea? Whose side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying. All right. So... You know how we'd like to be controversial. I'm sure this is going to be a pretty controversial episode, but we're actually serious with this title that piracy can be a good thing for your writing. But first, to be fair, we should probably talk about the negatives of being pirated because people really don't like getting ripped off. No, I hate it. I, I, you know, it's like dandelion spores where I can go and I can type in my books and say free and, and there's sites all over the place where you can get my novels for free. Not only my novels in PDF form and ebook form, but you can even get audio versions of my books. And I, it read by you, read by me. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, all of our listeners now are going to be like, well, he likes free. So they're going to type in James L. Rubart free audio. (laughs) And again, (laughs) my name is, uh, Pete, uh, Thompson. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, so, and, and the temptation is for me to pull out my calculator and look up how many times people downloaded my book for free, multiply that number by what my book is costing. Like, oh my gosh, they have stolen $30,000 from me. Yeah. But yeah. that's not how it works. That's not how the math uh, works out. And it does violate our sense of right and wrong. But from a marketing perspective, that can be the best thing that can happen to you. It, it can, because the, the temptation is to write a letter, cease and desist letter, I'm going to send my attorney after you. And, and I actually did that once. Before I really thought this through, I did that once. And they took my books down. And then a month later, they put them back up. <laughs> <laughs> so I took time and effort to go through that process. Um, and like I said earlier, they're like dandelions. They're just going to come back. <clears throat> so so here's here is the here are the positives uh, of getting pirated. Now and when we're saying pirated, what we mean is when someone takes your writing and gives it away for free, but you're still getting credit for it. So the, what we're going to talk about does not apply to plagiarism. Someone is taking right. your writing and putting their name under it. That is totally different. There's really yes. no benefits uh, to plagiarism unless you just don't care as long as the ideas get out. And so as long as the ideas get out, it's fine. But most of you aren't like that. You're actually wanting to make money and piracy can actually increase the amount of money that you make really <laughs> serious it can happen so um they did a study actually in europe and they found uh, columbia university uh, did a did a study and they found that music pirates buy 30 percent more music than non-pirates you heard that right. Music pirates buy more music than non-pirates. Why? Because the piracy is a form of discovery, and it's a form of enthusiasm, and it's a way for the music to spread from person to person, which ultimately leads to more sales. But even the pirates themselves are more likely to buy. Which is a huge a huge statistic to think about. Um, we tend to think about when you think about your book being pirated, you think about one person going to that site and Ill- illegally downloading your book. But to Thomas's point, no one lives in a vacuum. We all have a circle of influence. And it's around 250 to 300 people that is our direct circle of influence, the average person. And, and they get that from that's the average 
number of people that attend a wedding or a funeral. And if you look at Facebook and you go, what's the average number of Facebook friends you have? It's still right around that same number. So that person who pirates your book, if they love your book, what happens? They're going to potentially influence 250 people because we don't live in a vacuum. So let's fast forward a little bit. Now you've got book number two coming out. And let's just imagine that a million people pirated your first book and downloaded it for free. You didn't make any money off of them, but they all chit-chatted about your book to each other and to others. Is that going to help or hurt sales for book number two? I would submit that it's going to cause book number two to sell like crazy. In fact, I have examples of this uh, happening. I was talking with an editor that I won't name who worked for a very legitimate publishing house that I will also not name. And she was talking about one of her authors who took his book and uploaded it to Pirate Bay himself. He pirated his own book. And in the next few months, his sales went up. In fact, they went up by a lot. I'm talking tens of thousands of additional sales of paid sales of his book because of the hundreds of thousands of pirated sales. Because here's the deal. Piracy is a hassle. It's often a lot easier to just click that one click on your Kindle and get the book than it is to try to convert the PDF and email it, blah, blah, blah. And so for every one person who's going to pirate your book, there are other people who will be like, that's too much effort, and they'll buy it legitly. And it actually drove additional legitimate sales. So he was better off, so much better off that he pirated his own books. Think about it this way. Your book is a really, really, really long brochure for your next book. That's what it is. Donald Moss is the first one that publicized the fact that, in my mind, maybe it was out before, but I learned it from him that 80% of a novel sales come from word of mouth. 80%. So if you can get that brochure out in a lot of people's hands, they're going to be talking about that book to other people, but they've read the brochure for your next book. So Tim O'Reilly, who's one of the biggest um, names in publishing, he runs O'Reilly Publishing Group, he has a saying, and he says, your enemy is not piracy, but obscurity. Mm. And so for most of you listening, uh, you may have one or two books out. Most authors only have a handful of books out, or maybe you're still unpublished, you're working on your first book. Your enemy is not the fact that people are stealing your book. Your enemy is that people have no idea who you are and don't care. And often they won't don't read your book even when you give it to them for free. And so the best thing that can happen to you is for pirates to become evangelists for you, and suddenly people are reading your book. Because if people read your book, that leads to sales. And the other thing is that people... And we've seen this with ebooks and with audiobooks. Ebook sales and audiobook sales drive physical book sales because some people prefer to own a artifact of the experience that they had in your world. The more they enjoyed your world, the more they want to own that artifact. So here's another. I know some of you are still suspicious. Some of you are shaking your fist at your iPhone uh, or your Android, however you're listening to this episode. What is the most pirated book in all of history? What's the book that's the easiest to get for free? Uh, the Bible. The Bible. You know, people hand it out on the street. What is the best-selling book every single year? <laughs> the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> you know, no, uh, it, we, the charts don't even work when you include the Bible on book sales because the Bible will sell as much as the next 20 books combined in some years. Uh, it's just it, the number of sales for the Bible is unbelievable, especially when you combine all the different languages and all the different translations. It just sells like crazy. Well, 
that's a book that is completely available for free. <laughs> there are apps you can get that can that are in many ways are a better experience. You can do a search for a specific verse or passage, and yet still people buy Bibles. And I imagine you, many of you listening, own more than one copy, more than one paper copy of the Bible. Even if you're not a Christian, you probably own a copy of the Bible. It's just the nature of the book that people are quoting it. You know, rappers quote it, movies quote it. It's 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 ubiquitous, and that ubiquity is the opposite of obscurity. And if you can become ubiquitous, sales will follow. One of the, one of the <laughs> take this attitude. Hey, I finally made it to a pirate site. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know that it doesn't help emotionally. You want those people to pay uh, for your book. Uh, one, I know I said final survey. I'll give you one more. Um, HBO, there's a website called Take My Money HBO, which are people who want to be able to pay for HBO films and tv shows that are currently out and hbo directors have said we prefer the piracy over people paying for it legitimately because it helps drive sales for the hbo channel so game of thrones very popular a lot of people would love to be able to buy the current season of game of thrones it's not for sale um you can't buy it until a certain amount of time after it's out but you can pirate it the night it comes out <laughs> and they're fine with that because it creates a cultural phenomenon have you noticed how everyone's talking about game of thrones depending on when you listen to this right now a lot of people are talking about game of thrones and what you don't realize is that half the people talking about game of thrones pirated it to watch it and yet the talk and that buzz drives people to hbo which makes them ultimately money so in closing pirates are the ultimate mavens they are curating information they're sharing it uh, with other folks so Jim, do you think it would be safe to say how to encourage piracy? You might, yeah, you might go crazy. You pirate your own books. <laughs> so one way is to pirate your own book, although you could actually get in trouble uh, with your publisher for violating your contract. If you're traditionally published, that could get you in trouble. But we have a lot of indie authors that are listening to our podcast, and you are the publisher. So in that case, you have a lot more leeway. In fact, there is a form of copyright that's more flexible called Creative Commons. And you can find more about this at creativecommons.org. And I love the Creative Commons because it's a some rights reserved uh, quote-unquote copyright and so you can tell people what they can and can't do and essentially it's giving permission uh, to for folks to pirate your work so you can say you can um, share it but it can't be for commercial reasons or you can share it but you can't make changes or you can share it but you can't make changes and you can't do it for commercial reasons and it's actually a legally valid um, uh, protection in fact in some ways it's more uh, protective than the copyright because it also covers derivative works and uh, I encourage you to consider putting a Creative Commons license on your book instead of a true copyright. Okay, we're out of time, folks. Again, thank you for joining us. Real briefly, we want to mention that this edition of the Novel Marketing Podcast has been brought to you by my book, Table, which I consider a must-have plug-in if you have a website and you're trying to sell any kind of books, your own books, uh, especially. And Thomas is the creator of this app. So I want you to talk just real briefly about an aspect of my book table that you've recently introduced, and that's the local aspect of it. Can you take a few seconds to tell us? That's right. You can now uh, do a search right within my book table and find local bookstores in your area. So I want you to imagine your readers using this feature to call up their local bookstore and ask them, hey, do you have such and such book, which then causes them to stock it if it's not stocked already or recommend it if they have it in stock, which can really help spur your sales and your placement inside of bookstores. And this is all done automatically through your website. 
And remember, folks, if you want to go crazy and support us in a wild way, all you have to do is recommend us to a friend. It doesn't even cost money. It doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) No cost. cost. We pay money to give this podcast to you for free. That's right. We want this. We want this podcast to be pirated. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, tell a friend about it. We'd we'd really appreciate it. And as always, we love to get your questions. Uh, A lot of times we take those topics and turn it into a show or if it's just a quick question, we turn it into our Q&A uh, uh, podcast that we do every now and then. This has been the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between.